Com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Good morning to you. It is December 26, 2019, the day after Christmas, and it's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. We've got a lot of agribusiness news to cover. We're going to take a look at the Wisconsin pork industry. Reba's going to have an update on winter tires and what you should do to prevent damage. And I'm also going to talk with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin. All of that is just moments ahead. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide that time of year when we get out on the roads and we wonder whether we're going to stay on the roads. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And when I was a kid, we threw uh, those studded tires on the road. It didn't matter. Chains, anything to keep us on the roads. Tire technology has upgraded over the years. Thank goodness. And Pam, Reba has a report about updating our tires for the winter driving season. Well, actually, it's a little more than that, Scott. It's about trying to take care of the tires you've got. Uh, fabulous farm aid, Pam Yankee, at the southern end of the world's longest barn. And I'll tell you what, you take a look around any farmstead, if they've got any amount of equipment at all, there's a lot of tires that they've invested in. And let's face it, uh, this is not at the time of the year when you want to have to be uh, buying more of those tires, at least not if necessary. Reba McClellan did get a chance to visit with a Firestone tire expert that focuses just on agriculture and the tires that we use. A couple tips that you might want to keep in mind as we roll into the winter months and the sub-zero weather we know is imminent. Reba? You know, when we think about times on the farm and things that we need to prepare for winter and spring, we're probably thinking a lot about our buildings and maybe doing an engine tune-up on our tractors, but we might not be thinking about the tires on our equipment. And so I am talking with Brad Harris, who is the manager of the field engineering team at Firestone Ag, about how you can prepare your tires throughout the winter. Brad, let's start out by talking about why is it important to think about your tires? One of the most important things is our, our tires are what's transmitting the torque from our, our high horsepower or our low horsepower tractors to the ground. So without the, the proper tractor tire setup and a, a good, robust tire, we could have a lot of downtime when it comes to that crucial planting or harvesting window. Uh, we did a, a, a small calculation uh, to, to determine what does it cost us to be down during a planting season. And what we kind of worked out was it cost us about $615 an hour during the critical planting season if we have a flat tire and we have to wait for a, a specialty tire technician to come out and make a flat repair that um, could have been really easily picked up before we hit that planting season. $615 an hour is quite a bit of money, especially in the current farm economy. When we're thinking about those things, you say it could potentially have been 
stopped before. So what are maybe some of those signs of wear and tear, the ones we all know about, but then maybe ones we might not know about? What we've done with Firestone is we've got a seven-step or seven step checklist available on our website to kind of go through and what we should be looking at our tires. Unfortunately, when we do our, all our preventative maintenance stuff on our tractors and our planters, sometimes we forget to check the tractors, our tires on those, those tractors and planters. So first thing I always encourage customers to do is just do a once-over look at those tires. Look to see if there's any cuts, snags, tears in the rubber itself. If we see some cuts in, in that rubber, do we see cord or fabric or steel? If we're not seeing that material, those tires are probably safe and uh, will get us through the year. But if we're seeing the that cord, we're exposing that tire to, to having uh, a flat or some non-repairable condition. And we really need to be putting those tires on a preventative maintenance, get, getting them changed out putting that new rubber on that machine so we don't have that flat during the season. Uh, another thing that always people forget about doing is just checking the, the lug nuts and the lug bolts on those all those assemblies. We've got duels all the way around the tractor. Just take a, a torque wrench to all those nuts and bolts and tighten those down because we don't want to be going down the road with a loose assembly and, and have to go pick up a 1,200-pound dual from the side of the road and trying to put them back on the tractor. Those are some really great starting points, and I want to come back to the rest of that checklist and see what are some of the other points. And it seems like a lot of these things aren't going to take up a lot of the farmer's time. What are things that you can be doing to prepare or store your tires during the winter to make sure they are in the best condition possible when spring comes? Right. So what I always encourage customers to do when we're using equipment in the in the planting or the harvesting season, we we really want customers to run the minimum inflation pressure so that they get the maximum traction, the maximum uh, tire life. Uh, but when we store things away for the winter, I always encourage customers to air those tires up before they park that tractor. That way, during the time when it's just sitting in cold storage or machinery storage, those tires are just going to naturally lose a little bit of air over time. So we don't want to walk into the shop come uh, uh, April or March and see a flat tire. So if we over or put those tires up, uh, add a little extra air to them, that gives that tire some natural uh, time to lose some air but not be flat when we need to move it out of the shed. Uh, One thing that I always encourage people to do is we're putting pieces of equipment away. Uh, Let's leave a little bit of room to walk around that tractor or that implement Uh, when we do uh, put it away so that we can get to valve stems in case that tire does go flat when it's in storage. That way we can walk to it, put an air chuck up there, and inflate that tire before we start moving it. Because if we try to move that implement or that tractor with a flat tire, we're damaging that tire, and we don't want to damage a tire just by moving it uh, through two or three feet so that we can get a an air chuck on that. So um, plan accordingly as we're doing that that puzzle of in that Tetris event of putting equipment away that we can get to 
our air our air valves so that we can add air in case something does go flat when it's in storage. Those are really great tips. And what I think I really appreciate the most about them is the fact that they're not going to cost you extra money to be able to do these, but it's going to potentially save you that money down the road. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, um, too many people just, we get in that hurry of putting things away, especially after t- this harvest and planting season. Everyone wants to just get 2019 behind us. Uh, So let's just take a little extra steps uh, to make sure that we can prevent us from having to spend extra money by doing things that don't cost us any money, just a little bit of time and, and forethought. I think you're absolutely right about people wanting to forget about 2019. So what are the benefits of doing these checks now besides saving ourselves from a catastrophe in the spring of having that duel in the ditch or having a flat out in the field? All right. So the main benefit of this is just making sure that we plan accordingly for our our upcoming year, uh, scheduling uh, that preventative maintenance on our tractors and our combines, I know a lot of the, the OEs like Case and John Deere and Agco, they've got certified programs where customers can bring tractors in and do those checklists uh, to make sure that that piece of equipment's ready to go uh, for the uh, planning season. We want customers to also take that time to have that checklist with their tires so that we can start tracking our tire life, our tire performance, and make the correct business decisions uh, to plan accordingly to, to replace that product. Um, unfortunately, the price of, of tires on some of this larger equipment, when when customers get the quotes for all new tires on a piece of tra- on a tractor, uh, you might have to sit down and take a, a little bit of extra oxygen to to recover from that sticker shock, uh, but if we plan accordingly and we only are needing to replace critically worn out tires or tires that are at the end of the life, maybe we can schedule those replacement times so it's not as a huge hit uh, to our ag budget um, and, and, and we're not uh, shelling out a lot of money at once. We're, we're doing it slowly over a period of time to, to help us manage our cash flows. You'd brought up that checklist again as well, and we had talked about giving them a once look over and then checking those lug nuts and bolts. Is there anything else that you should be doing in like that kind of quick overlook before you put your equipment in storage to make sure you are on that road to having that opportunity to extend the life a little bit and make sure you get the best the best bang for your buck on those? As we're, we're looking at those tires, also uh, as a looking at that preventative maintenance, looking at the amount of tread depth that we have. Uh, Each tire has its own tread depth that it's new versus a a worn out. Uh, So look at what our tread depth is, compare that to what a new tire tread depth is. And when we start to get to that 20% mark, that's a good uh, indication that we need to start planning to put new tires on that piece of equipment. In dry years, uh, a tire with only 20% skid depth or bar height will, will be fine. It's when we get into those muddier or those wetter years uh, that having that low skid depth can cause us to, to lose traction in the field or cause that tire to become a, a slick very fast. Um, 
checking for um, any stubble damage. Uh, let's look at that now. Uh, again, properly plan if we need to um, increase or, or go and purchase new product for it. Also, on the the rubber or the, the rims themselves, if we're using calcium chloride, uh, let's let's inspect the rims to make sure that the rims aren't rusting. We're not getting any corrosion on those rims. And looking at the valve stem it's, itself, uh, those valve stems sometimes can get uh, hit by a rock or, or a foreign material. Let's make sure that that valve stem itself is is not damaged. And um, if it does look like it's leaking or, or we've got some air seepage around that, let's get a new valve stem on that so that when we do use the equipment in the, the coming years, we're not getting leaking around that valve stem causing the, the tires to lose air. That was Brad Harris, the manager of the field engineering team at Firestone Egg, sharing a lot of information about how you can help prepare your tires to weather themselves through the winter a little better, hopefully saving you money down the road. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Shop I-39 Supply in any weather. I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom and over 200 trailers in stock. Yeti coolers, Vortex optics, and 04 outdoor hunting blinds. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more, i39supply.com. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. Student away from home? You could get a significant auto insurance discount from Prairie Land Insurance. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. All right, we do this every single weekday right around this time. I am connected live via Skype with our ag meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, I hope you and the family had a great Christmas. And how are things looking for the forecast 
over the next couple of days. It was a pretty quiet Christmas for the Mutt family, Josh. I think it was that way for everybody because of the mild, mild weather. It continues for the next several days, although tomorrow may cool a bit. Number one, low pressure is pushed up to our west. A warm front's been drawn north into the state. A cool front will follow. Even later today, our winds turn to the west or even northwest for a while, cooling us down, dropping us down a good 10 degrees or better from yesterday and today's high to Friday. But even then, that's still upper 30s, still way above normal conditions in store. We do expect then that low pressure will edge in. We should be prepared by Friday night or into Saturday. A little rain, more likely rain and snow mixing Friday night, lasting into the day Saturday. Lacrosse and Mauston a little more of a chance to see more snowflakes. Otherwise, rain a lot of other places through Saturday, a tenth of an inch or two. And then Saturday night, precipitation more heavy. I expect it to be rain with some mild air and rain amounts easily up into the half or three-quarter inch range could be seen. There may be some local amounts in excess of an inch, and then it cools down early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Castles, culture, and cows. That's the combination we've got lined up for you on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yankee, inviting you to come along to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. We'll start off with three nights in Glasgow, where we'll cruise Loch Lamont, tour the Inverary Castle. Then it's on to historic Edinburgh and touring the capital cities of Belfast and Dublin. Just think about the history there. You want to talk history? We'll be touring the Titanic Belfast Museum and also witnessing the breathtaking Giant's Causeway. We've got agricultural highlights included, a visit to an Ireland dairy farm, and the fantastic National Museum of Rural Life in Scotland. Call 800-826-2266 for details or email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Also online, holidayvacations.com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. Today, after some morning fog, I expect a mostly cloudy day. Look for the high. Pretty nice upper 40s, a lot of place, low 50s. Madison, south winds at 5 to 10 become west. Mostly cloudy, a little cooler overnight. Down to 28, the west winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Friday, mid and upper 30s. West winds about 5 to 10. Late Friday night into Saturday, rain or snow developing in the night, becoming more likely rain into the day Saturday in the east and south. Some snow further west and northwest expected then. Friday's high still in the upper 40s or near 50, and those winds a little gusty, 5 to 15. So, Josh, we're in that case now where we're having some mild air today and still a bit nice tomorrow, and then a little wet to get the weekend underway, a little cooler heading toward next week. All right, Stu, thank you so much. That is ag meteorologist Stu Mock. He joins us live via Skype every single weekday right around 520. Coming up in the show, we're going to be talking to some of my favorite farmers, the Uphoff Boys right outside of Madison. They are Wisconsin pork producers, and we talk to them about the current state of the pork industry. Also, I speak with Senator Tammy Baldwin, and I asked her what her thoughts were on USMCA. This is just a preview of what she said. And I'm reviewing it and discussing it with uh, Wisconsin leaders. Um, I'm encouraged. You can catch our full conversation in just moments, but also make sure to go to our website. That is MidwestFarmReport.com. Make sure to like the fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. 
We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Selecting the right alfalfa variety is more commitment than choice. I'm Shannon Latham, and because alfalfa has a long-term impact on your bottom line, Latham alfalfa products are uniquely built for greater yield potential, pest resistance, and unmatched forage quality. All to give growers options that thrive in local growing conditions, whether you produce cash hay or feed on farm. Commit to success in your alfalfa fields. Talk to your local Latham sales rep, see us at LathamSeeds.com, or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. 
For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. This is Pete Gunderson of Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. We've been assisting families for almost 100 years now. My grandfather first helped families at our original Eastside location. This is Matt Gunderson. Our goal is to provide your family with what you deserve, a service individualized for a life well-lived. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral Home. Well, Rob, just just give it to me, you know, your level of stun uh, after that thing went final that the Packers not only went in there and won, but just absolutely dominated that game, especially in the second half against the Vikings last night. Yeah, on a ten scale, Joe, it's it's my my level of stunned is a nine that they won the game, and it's a five million. You know that they, how they how they dominated the football game, just just absolutely shocking what they were able to do. And, and really, it, to me, Joe, the offense played kind of about how I expected. Rodgers, for the most part, was the Rodgers that we've seen here in in twenty. 2019 um, I, I hate to use the term game manager but he, he's not winning games for you anymore and, and you just you hope for the most part he you know he, he gives the ball to Jones he, he takes the safe throws he, he doesn't hurt you because he's he's not making the wild plays but they're putting the they're putting the ball in the hands right now of obviously their playmakers which is Jones and Adams and and then and then hoping that the defense can can carry the day and I, I, I've just been digging into some defensive numbers this morning, guys, for some stuff I'm going to write. And, you know, what, what they have done in the last month on defense is is remarkable. Last night was clearly the crown jewel of it all. You know, 139 total yards for Minnesota, seven first downs. I mean, think about that, guys. In today's NFL, where every rule and everything we've seen instituted in the game for three decades has, has favored the offense, what the Packers were able to do last night defensively in that building um, what Darius Smith was able to to do last night and, and really all through 2019 is, is pretty incredible. And, and guys, they they put themselves here, you know, in in almost uh, a certainty of having a first round bye now. Uh, they'll be a 10 point favorite, I think, is what I saw it open at in, in the Lions game. Almost no way they should ever lose that game. As long as they win that, they'll be no worse than the two. If they get some help Sunday night from from Seattle knocking off San Francisco. They'll jump up to the one, and they wouldn't have to, have to leave Lambeau Field. It's, it's absolutely stunning across the board, guys, and it's, uh, it's clearly turning into a, a, an unbelievably happy holiday for Packer Nation. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel. So, Rob, to that point, if I would have told you uh, in August this is where they'd be sitting, what, what of this journey of this season has been the biggest surprise to you? Is there one thing that jumps out that say, boy, I mean, a lot of things had to break right for them to be in this spot, but this one above all, I still can't believe I'm seeing it with this team. Yeah, I think I told you back then, 9-7, and seven, maybe some breaks, Joe, 10-6. and six. I, I think the one thing that jumps out as much as anything is they've caught all those breaks, right? They, they missed Mahomes um, in in their trip to Kansas City, which let let's be honest, they're an underdog in that football game. If Patrick Mahomes plays, um, 
Maybe last night's game is different if Dalvin Cook is on the field, right? They miss him. And really, the, the, the greater you know, the, the greater story here behind it all, Joe, is is this is this is probably the most healthy team the Packers have had in our lifetime, right? We we're, we're so used to getting to mid to late December in the Mike McCarthy year and having having 12 guys on on injured reserve and and 20 a week on on the injury list and, and McCarthy's hoping to scratch and. Uh, field a, a team somehow of 46 men every Sunday. I mean, these guys week after week are leaving five, six, seven guys off off the 46 uh, on game days that are healthy. They have healthy scratches and healthy inactives every week. That to me is a surprise. Um, I'm not surprised at all about Zadarius Smith. Maybe a little bit that he's been this dominant, but I think I remember telling you guys through the course of, of training camp, he, he was the best player on the field most days, certainly the best player on defense most days i've been banging the drum guys you know this on aaron jones for two years give him the ball and and you'll see uh you'll see his numbers skyrocket um that they're finally doing that and certainly even more so down the stretch here guys you you go back and look at his carries through through the course of of 2019 here that they were a little they were a little more minimal um at, at the start of the season they were treating him a little bit uh more with kid gloves and and now they've taken those gloves off and and, and they're going to ride Jones hard down the stretch and, and give him 20-plus touches every single game. And, um, it, you know, guys, I, I thought Aaron, Aaron Rodgers at, at midseason was in the midst of a, a huge bounce-back year, um, especially after the Oakland game where, where what did he throw that day? Five touchdowns, I want to say. Perfect passer rating, uh, Rob. Yeah, perfect passer rating. You got it, Evo. And, uh, you know, he, he, he has started to look a little bit more like 2017 – 2018 Aaron Rodgers again and, and guys I, I think for them to make a deep playoff run he, he's got to get back to 2016 2014 2011 type Rodgers uh, whether he can do that or not remains to be seen but but really Joe just, just across the board I, I think they've I think they've caught all all sorts of breaks it's Josh Scramlin sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News desk and it seems as though every single week we find a new country overseas that is being ravaged by African swine fever. And we always talk about what is happening overseas and how bad it would be if it got to the United States. But I wanted to change things up a little bit and put some positive light on the U.S. pork industry. So to get some insights on that, I spoke with... Bob Upoff. Brian Upoff. Chris Upoff. All right, how long have you guys been pork producers in Wisconsin? And that can be just you personally or your family. Uh, the family has been raising hogs probably close to 150 years. And how many of those 150 have you been a part of? <laughs> oh, no, that's telling my age. <laughs> no, actually, I've uh, been uh, involved, uh, actually, I've been involved in the pork producers actually since uh, there was a checkoff program years ago called uh, uh, Nichols for Pork. And uh, my dad uh, was one of the local county people that was signing producers up to, to start the checkoff program for pork producers. Uh, I had the opportunity in 1972 to serve as a junior director on the Wisconsin Pork Producers Association Board. Now, how has your operation grown and changed over the years? As far as growth there, uh, we, we did the growth uh, back into the early 80s, uh, the late 70s and the early 80s, kind of brought it up to what we felt uh, we could handle in this in this location. Uh, you have to keep in mind that we are very close to the city of Madison here, and so we're somewhat uh, constrained as far as how, how big the operations are we going to get. So uh, at that time when we were 
just like everybody else, uh, we were basically a strictly a commodity pork production. Uh, uh, we were fortunate to were 10 miles from the old Oscar Meyer plant here in Madison, so guess where the pigs went to most of the time? They went to Oscar Meyer's. Uh, and no one knew what a locally grown product was at that time. And so today uh, we've uh, worked uh, with a distributor here in Madison area and uh, that uh, we actually produce a purebred Berkshire product for them. Uh, and so our hogs actually have to, uh, actually they end up leaving the state to be processed and then uh, the distributor brings the meat back in so he can distribute to the restaurants around the Wisconsin area here. Everybody talks about that. What you're saying right now is just how all these processing plants have kind of closed up and there's just not a whole lot in the state of Wisconsin. So how far do you actually have to travel? Are you going to Illinois to uh, have your pigs processed? Well, uh, if a person uh, wants to uh, do a, a pig or a half a pig for the freezer, uh, we work with a, a facility in New Glarus, Wisconsin. Uh, but unfortunately, they're usually booked out about four months to five months ahead on, just on the pigs. Uh, if you're trying to do beef, it's even a longer period of time. It just kind of gives you the idea of the, the challenges. Uh, the program we do uh, with the, the distributor, of course, it has to come through a USDA-inspected facility. And again, you have to find one that's willing to work with you and do what we call a toll pack, uh, where you know they will uh, um, segregate uh, the the animals and be able to try to keep track of the product as it comes through their plant. Uh, so that facility is actually in Northwest Iowa. Brian, I'm going to toss this question at you. Where exactly can we find Uphoff Farms pork products at? Whether that be in Wisconsin or around the country or even around the globe. Well, around Wisconsin, uh, a lot of college kids like to go to Ian's Pizza. So Ian's Pizza actually are. So, the sausage actually is our meat there. Tipsy Cow over there in Sun Prairie also has our hams over there. And then the other places, Cooper's Tavern up on the square, they also have our hams up there. So it's kind of a wide variety between here and in the Wisconsin area, but it's located right around the Madison area. Now this is whoever wants to answer it, but how have you guys seen the specialty pork market influence your industry? Okay. It's very interesting. Uh, it is uh, very much um, uh, driven by what uh, I call it a fad and uh, what the consumers uh, see on the food channels. Uh, so, again, uh, all of a sudden you'll get, uh, you know, requests, uh, can, a cut, uh, can this kind of a cut come out of your pigs? Uh, then you have to try to explain to them if you do that type of a cut, they might lose a different type of a cut. Uh, so uh, we, uh, it is one that... Uh, it, it still is challenging. It's it's not all the gravy that uh, someone outside looking in would think it is. Uh, there's a lot of work. In fact, uh, much more work. But you have a better understanding of the entire pork chain when you become involved in uh, trying to uh, have consumers purchase your product. Now, what are the challenges that are currently facing your industry? Just off the top of your head, the big things that are really kind of... Uh over the pork industry at the moment? Well, I think, uh, first of all, everyone is aware of the African swine fever uh, situation that's around the world. Uh, I know that the industry is working very hard and working with the uh, uh, the import officials to try to make sure we can keep that disease out of the United States uh, uh, from coming in. In addition to that, though, again, uh, disease has always been an issue in the pork industry as far back as you can go. Uh, and then on top of that, there always seems to be, you know, government uh, regulations always want to kind of continue to change. And so that always puts another, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, thistle in the in the patch. Now I'm going to direct this at both you guys, and I'm going to have both of you answer it because you've avoided it so far. But what do you think are the misconceptions of pork producers in Wisconsin? What is something that you think people think of you that may not be necessarily true? Uh, everyone thinks that we're more of a dairy state. There's no pork producers in Wisconsin, but there's a handful of us. There's not a lot. 
Uh, there's some family farms. There's some larger operations, too. What about you? Well, kind of goes off of what Chris says. Everyone thinks that it's the Dairyland state. It's actually, it is the Dairyland state, but there's also pork producers in the state. And you got to think back to way back in the days. There was a lot of farmers that actually had the pigs on the farm with the dairy cows that actually helped produce the income for the farmer. So that helps them out there. And to be honest with you, a lot of us out here, we do our best to keep the animals healthy and make sure that what we send to the market is actually what you're looking forward to having at your dinner table. All right, the Uphoff boys, there you have it. They are very, very proud Wisconsin pork producers. And from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk on a Thursday, I'm Josh Scramlin. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It is December 26, 2019, and for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin with a look at your agribusiness news on a Thursday. It's a common storyline nationally and across the Midwest. Some producers are succeeding while others are struggling, with some even having to declare bankruptcy. So what's the difference? Ag lender Tony Hotchkiss says for him, it's not so much geographical location or commodity, but those that understand operating a farm while it may be a passion it's also a business. They're making business decisions, not emotional decisions, and they're working with the next generations from a succession perspective, planning, thinking ahead. When they make decisions, whether it's to buy the next tractor or combine or to buy the next piece of land, they're asking their partners, whether it be their tax preparer, CPA, or, or even their bank partner, if I do this, what's this going to do to my operation from a cash flow perspective, from a balance sheet perspective? He knows farmers that focus on that typically enjoy success. Hoshkitz also adds that farmers who address their business concerns enjoy a positive relationship with their farm lender. They have adopted the technology on the production side, and they're really good at the production side of the farm operation, and they leverage everything that the agronomist has been throwing at them in terms of yield monitors and ways that they can apply seed in a really efficient way or chemical and fertilizer in a real efficient way. And this is just the next evolution of that, and now it's on the business side of their farm. And now taking a look at your markets. Cash corn is at 387 and a half, while new crop corn is at 394 and a quarter. Cash beans are at 936 and a half, and new crop beans are at 944 and three quarters of a cent. All the while, cash wheat is at 541, and new crop wheat is at 544 and three quarters of a cent. Right now, January 2020 milk is at 1731, and that is down 12 cents. And February milk is at 1732, that is down eight pennies. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? 
Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com A man that knows any food tastes better when deep-fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Fiscal year 2020 spending bill is moving through Washington, nearly $1.4 trillion in funding. And for Wisconsinites, Senator Tammy Baldwin secured $20 million for the Dairy Business Innovation Initiative. I'm joined on the phone right now by the Senator. Senator, thank you so much for your time. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Of course, of course. Now... What needed to be done to get that $20 million in the spending bill? Well, I um, am fortunate to ha- uh, have a seat on the Agriculture Appropriations Committee. So that really is a committee that, among other things, um, tracks all of the programs that were created or continued in the Farm Bill and um, makes sure that uh, the uh, programs that have been created are funded so they can reach their uh, potential. So one of the things I um, pushed in the Farm Bill was the Dairy Business Innovation Act. This is uh, especially uh, powerful in these very, very difficult times for dairy. Um, What it does is um, recognizes that uh, farmers and cheesemakers and other dairy processors um, need to have the tools to innovate and to develop new products, new markets, uh, new processes um, in order to, uh, uh, you know, make ends meet and uh, uh, sort of survive through these very lean times. Um, and so having uh, funded it to sort of get off the ground last year, uh, this year, we've secured a significant um, increase in funding, $20 million for the Innovation Initiative. Um, so this will open up new resources for our dairy businesses to foster innovation, um, update their manufacturing processes, uh, reach new markets so that Wisconsin's dairy industry can continue to lead the nation. In best case scenario, how do you hope that money will be used in 2020? Well, um, already we have uh, been established as uh, a sort of center for innovation. So um, between the um, uh, between the university and the um, uh, cheese processors, there's a coalition to get this up and running, and that was funded this uh, p- this past year. 
now um, this will be a combination of um, education and training outreach um, programs that people can attend uh, free of charge in order to uh, look at the next innovations. And those who already have innovative ideas can seek funding, anything from a little micro-loan uh, to a uh, larger uh, grant in order to uh, uh, sort of launch uh, an innovative product or uh, as I said, this can also be uh, making your operation more efficient. Now, I'm curious about the dynamic in the Senate. Do other U.S. senators look at this as something to get excited about? And I'm thinking maybe specifically farm state senators. You know, um, this was uh, certainly a uh, coalition of folks. Um, it, the support came from uh, folks who were um, representing dairy uh, intense states, and so uh, that's kind of where it started. But it has really expanded. And when you put a farm bill together and an ag appropriations uh, bill together, you're um, you're realizing that different senators are going to be champions of different um, sectors based on their home state. So um, I'm working uh, very hard on the whole situation of. Uh, the dairy industry uh, with a number of my colleagues, um, but others say from Georgia are focusing on cotton. <laughs> now, I want to move along to your Farmers First Act. I'm on the phone right now with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin. $10 million secured. The act provides critical mental health and stress reduction resources for farmers and ag workers. How will this $10 million help combat the different types of crises that we are seeing on farms and in rural Wisconsin? So the the toll that our very difficult times um, have uh, taken on farmers and farm workers and other rural residents is real, and it is um, uh, quite uh, alarming. Um, when you're dealing with uh, uh, mental health challenges, uh, high levels of stress, um, we are seeing higher rates of death by suicide in the um, farming community, and it's devastating. It's devastating to um, families. It's devastating to the fabric of the community in which, um, uh, in, in which uh, you know, are shocked by these, um, these events. Um, we have to do a better job of outreach and support and referral to um, the type of services that um, people can uh, deal with their stress issues and deal with the mental health issues that um, this very difficult environment is causing. Um, so what this, uh, what this funding uh, will do is um, support local mental health resources and expand access to stress reduction strategies for people who work in agriculture um, that will help tackle this problem and, frankly, save lives. Um, the funding will provide competitive grants um, through the State Department of Agriculture and Cooperative uh, Extension um, and other nonprofit organizations. It'll do things like establish helplines, websites, support groups, um, farmer-led support groups, uh, and training on signs of stress and suicide prevention for people who on a routine basis are working with farmers. Yeah, you touched on it, but if farmers want to take advantage of these funded programs, how can they do so for those that are listening right now? Um, first, I, I would say uh, 
access through Cooperative Extension and the State Department of Agriculture, DATCAP in Wisconsin, um, would be uh, an important uh, way of, of accessing. Uh, if you're looking for funding for an organization that wants to provide this um, community-based uh, 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 support and referral, um, that would be done uh, through the um, State Department of Agriculture. However, um, anybody who um, is, uh, say, one of those people who is on a routine basis in touch with, uh, with farmers and farm workers, um, this is uh, it'd be especially important for uh, them to get training so that they can look for the signs of stress and uh, potential uh, uh, suicide. All right. On the phone with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin. Senator, do you have time for one more question? Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I would be remiss if I had a senator on the phone at this time and I did not ask about USMCA. So back in November 2018, you said in a statement that you would only support USMCA if it was a better deal for Wisconsin farmers, manufacturers, businesses, and workers. So do you believe that it is a better deal? Um, I am very encouraged. Now, I um, will tell you that uh, we received the implementation legislation on Friday, so a little under a week ago, and I'm reviewing it and discussing it with uh, Wisconsin leaders. In fact, I just came from a meeting with a, a, a ag leader in the state. Um, I'm encouraged by the improvements that have been made um, uh, from the uh, original NAFTA to the negotiation that the um, administration underwent to now um, uh, the inclusion of several uh, provisions in the implementation legislation, including, um, you know, market access for dairy in Canada um, and a number of other uh, things that will impact the agricultural sector. Um, I have not, uh, I have not declared yet, but I will tell you that I'm very heartened and um, certainly leaning uh, in favor of supporting it as I uh, review the. The, the implementation legislation carefully. Thank you so much, Senator Tammy Baldwin. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Of course, the pleasure is all mine. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of...